back to a brand new episode of Virtual Coffee. My name is Alexa Collier, and on this podcast, I sit and have virtual coffee with accomplished early career professionals and small business owners. And with me today is Alessandra Shamberi. She is the owner and creator of Abby and Harry. Now, Abby and Harry is an online shop for modern handmade jewelry. And through her business, Alessandra strives to allow everyone to make a statement through self-expression. Her goal is to make her customers feel confident and bold in her one-of-a-kind pieces. Alessandra also has over 10 years of experience in retail and customer service and has a BA in marketing. Now, before we dive into Alessandra's story, I'd greatly appreciate if you could rate and review Virtual Coffee on the Apple Podcast app. You can also find us wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are also on Instagram and Facebook. It's at Virtual Coffee Podcast. Thank you so much for your support. In addition, Alessandra has offered our audience a discount code of COFFEE10. So thank you so much, Alessandra. If you head over to her website, abbyandharry.com, you can use that discount code. Again, that's COFFEE10. C-O-F-F-E-10, the number 10, for 10% off your order. Now let's jump into the episode. Welcome, Alessandra. Thank you so much for chatting with me today. Thank you so much for having me, Alexa. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to hear your story. So let's dive right in. I would really love to hear Abby and Harry's mission in your own words and where the idea came from to create this homemade and handmade jewelry business. Yeah, so I make jewelry that emboldens and empowers women. I've always flocked towards jewelry and loved accessories to really celebrate my own personality um, and try on different hats and styles. And so now I'm bringing that to like every woman um, and making it by hand. I, I just love the idea that like jewelry can just transform an outfit in one second. And it really like makes you just feel better and feel different when you're wearing it. I started this back almost a year ago now, actually. Oh, wow. Nice. My, my one year, yeah, of, of doing polymer clay jewelry. And I was just looking for a new outlet. I, I've always been a creative person. Um and I've always wanted to get into jewelry, but just for whatever reason, thought it was too hard. And I decided one day to go to Michael's and just buy the stuff <laughs> and just do it. And I did. And once I realized like I really had a knack for it, I just kept go- growing and expanding and practicing, 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 and like made everybody's Christmas presents like last year. <laughs> <laughs> and by January, I had felt so from September till end of December, I really just like learned everything I possibly could. And then January 1st, I felt comfortable enough with my skill that I launched Abby and Harry. Nice. Yeah, I love that. I love how your your pieces, you know, bring in your own personality, serve as a creative outlet for you, and then ultimately your mission to embolden and empower women. I, I love that. that You can do that through through jewelry. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you just feel so confident and fun and spunky and trendy when you're wearing jewelry. And that's really what I want women to be able to feel. Yeah, I love that. And do you can you describe your products for us? I think right now you're really focused on earrings, right? Yeah. So um, right now I'm really focused on earrings. Um, I use polymer clay, which is a very, very lightweight material. When it bakes, it is a plastic and it it bakes hard, but they're super lightweight Mm -hmm. and very, very customizable. I do have a few necklaces and a couple accessories in there, but I'm at this moment right now, I'm really ramping up for Halloween and 
heavy, heavy, heavy Christmas. The product assortment is going to like expand like crazy for Christmas. Oh, that's exciting. And do yeah. you operate just out of your house? Yep. Nice. <laughs> that's awesome. Yep. I have a, I have a one bedroom apartment and it's my dining room has now been converted to my office and that's where everything <laughs> happens. That's very cool. Yeah. I was going to ask you why the clay, because I, I see that a lot on Instagram and I think you answered it that it's, it's lightweight and is it just very easily customizable? I think you mentioned that as well, because you can mold it and do different colors and really experiment with exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. So I've, I've been an artist like my entire life and I've always struggled to really create the feel and texture and colors that I've wanted through paint or through other media. But polymer clay like absolutely does that for me because when you buy it, it's like a little brick and it's really, really soft and you can really, you can mold it and you can mix colors and you can create marbling and all these different effects and textures. And it, it's such a great release and outlet. Yeah, I love how you describe that to, yeah, you found your, your platform or your media or your tools to, to really let you express yourself. And yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Love that. And where do you uh, ship your products currently? Is it all over the United States, internationally, just here locally? Yeah, so I ship um, all over the U.S. I have a, all orders over $30 are actually free shipping. Oh, nice. Wow. Yeah, under $30, $3 flat rate. So it's like, it's super affordable. I know a lot of times people think like handmade and you're going to pay an arm and a leg for shipping. And I don't like to pay for shipping personally. So I don't want other people to have to pay for it or pay a ridiculous amount for it, you know? Yeah. I try to make a really good point on that. Um, I do ship internationally. I do have, I believe it's a $5 handling fee and then whatever the shipping is on top of that. And I have shipped to Australia and Canada. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. That's very cool. That shipping price is really impressive. I feel like a lot of, I don't know, it's just shipping always, always gets you, right? Whether it's a really big retail store oh or a small business, I can't, shipping, it's just all of a sudden you're paying, I don't know, sometimes it's just so expensive. I know, that, that two-day prime really just really Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I want to throw in a little thing too, sure. um, that I'm, I am in Raleigh and anybody in like about a 10 mile radius from the Crabtree Valley Mall in Raleigh, if you're familiar with that, I do free local curbside, or not curbside, but front door deliveries. Oh, nice. Deliveries, so. Very, very nice. I love that. And yeah, I wanted to dive a bit into that journey of launching Abby and Harry. And, you know, what are some of those major steps you took, challenges you faced? Yeah, How did you yeah. decide to make shipping so, so affordable? Like that's, I don't know, I think that's a unique offering. Yeah. So it's definitely had so many changes over the past, I'm going to call it nine months, really, since Abby and Harry launched in January. It started out like I, I was just making, making, making like a crazy person and just posting absolutely everything I made. Um, I started on Etsy um, and I made the decision to get off of Etsy about three, four months ago. And I'll, I'll get back to that in a couple minutes. But I was actually scouted by this. I don't know if you're familiar with them. Raw artists. They're an L.A. based um, indie artist promoter. And okay. yeah, so I was scouted by them for a local art show here in Raleigh. And I absolutely like went for it and my my jewelry was super funky at that point it was really big really glittery really colorful totally unrecognizable from what it is now <laughs> and i really liked it and then covid hit and it, it, everything kind of just stopped for a second so yeah i mean life just stopped and you know it, it hit me really hard and i 
I just stopped creating and I stopped pushing and stopped doing things that I normally love doing. But then thanks to my my boyfriend who I met right before COVID, he's a singer-songwriter and I saw him really continue to push and push and push and create things even though we we're going through this pandemic and that gave me the inspiration to keep going with mine. And I, in the meantime, also finished my bachelor's degree in marketing. Um, I had taken a class towards the end of like one of my last classes was a marketing class and branding. So that really helped open my eyes to the the marketing aspect of everything. And, you know, I, I just, I kept making all throughout the summer and experimenting with different styles and colors and, you know, patterns and beads and all sorts of things. And I would say where it is right now really started in the beginning of August. I had listened to some podcasts. I had done some, a lot of market research and really fell into this niche of this like kind of modern boho vibe. Mm-hmm. Previously, I was trying to push the idea of like making a statement and statement jewelry and it just didn't, it wasn't working. So I had to pivot. Like everything else in 2020, we have to make adjustments, right? Yep. I had to completely change my focus. And this feels so much more me now. And I mean, I've really like, I've, I've let it take over my life in a good way though. Like I painted my walls and redid my apartment and bought a new wardrobe. So yeah, I mean, I really let it take over and let it be me now. And I fully encompass everything Abby and Harry with everything I do. And it's completely changed the way my business has been going. Yeah, I love that finding what suits you the best. And I think that that can definitely take time, right? Of experimenting with different types of products, no matter what your business is or even your mission, your customers, your target market. It's yeah. just all about experimenting it. It For seems sure. you really did that. Yeah, it's it's been a lot of trial and error. Um, mm-hmm. And I would, I mean, the heaviest part of it for the past month really has been marketing and finding mm-hmm. a niche on Instagram. Um, and that's been huge for my success. Yeah, speaking of your your marketing degree, I'm interested in knowing how has that helped you? You mentioned, you know, it, it has helped you with what you learned in that, but any, you know, specific pieces of advice, either as it relates to marketing um, or a different aspect of launching a business to, to others who might be starting their own? Sure. So it's funny. Um, I don't want any listeners to think that you have to get a degree in marketing to <laughs> be a, uh, active on social media. I am actually, I have a degree in marketing, but I like to say I'm self-taught. Nice. Uh, I took one marketing class. In my okay. <laughs> um, and everything I've done had just been an experiment mm-hmm. online. And that's the beauty of Instagram is that it's so fast paced and so quick to change that if one thing doesn't work for one or two days, just post again and yeah. something else might work. My biggest advice is literally just start wherever you are. It doesn't matter if you don't think that you're, you don't think that your product is up to snuff or is perfect. People want to see the journey. And honestly, COVID has really changed a lot of social media for people. Um, We are very much in this Zoom culture where people are seeing our lives happening around us. They're Mm -hmm. seeing our home. They're seeing the behind the scenes. Like we don't have that keeping up with the Joneses facade anymore. That's kind of gone away thanks to COVID. And you can let that shine on social media. People really, really enjoy it. And it kind of makes you feel like 
you have a community and friends when you let yourself share your process. Yeah, I think you bring up a really unique point that I haven't thought deeply about is that people are seeing our lives happening around us. Mm -hmm. And that is so true. Yeah, you're no longer the separation of work and life is very blurred right now. (laughs) Like just very blurred. But from a consumer standpoint, I think of I really do try to think of myself as a consumer and what Mm -hmm. drives me to buy things and what you know, what things I'm going to stay away from. And, you know, companies that really do address the pandemic or are allowing their models to take selfies in their clothes so that they don't have to be on food. Like that to me speaks volumes about how they treat their clients and customers and staff and models. So, you know, I really do try to emulate that. I mean, obviously I don't have big photo shoots going on, but I have no problem doing a, a Facebook live with no makeup on, you know, that's real. That's who I am some days. Yeah, that's a great point. Just showing who you are shows who your brand really is. And you mentioned people, yeah, you mentioned people love seeing the journey. I couldn't agree more. Like when people post videos of making the clay earrings, I love Mm -hmm. that. Or even, you know, lettering on an iPad, like showing that whole process from start to finish. It's just so, so awesome to see. It makes it real. Yeah, completely. It does. And I would also add in there too, like, you don't have to limit, like if you are a small business and you're starting, you want to get into Instagram and have like a a separate account. That's great. Definitely do that. But you can also make it lifestyle. Mm -hmm. People really do enjoy lifestyle blogging or, you know, blogging, microblogging, Instagramming. And that's what I do incorporate to mine too. Um, And then you get to reach other customers that you may not be reaching with your hashtags that are limited to just what your product is, you know? So I might post about my dog and reach a whole new clientele based off those hashtags and people who would never have seen it otherwise. I love that piece of advice. And that's something I'm going to take for myself as well. And something I've been just starting to experiment with because previously I kept my podcast Instagram, like it's just about the podcast. That's Mm -hmm. it. But now I've started to do, I've really been into procreate and like digital art, just testing that out. And oh, let's do one of my dogs for National Dog Day, right? And I can still stay, yeah, yeah, (laughs) I can still stay on this brand of it's all hand-drawn Instagram posts, right? Like still maintain my brand, but incorporate that my personal life into it. And yeah, it makes a difference. People comment or like, oh, they're so cute. You may commented or something like, Others uh, who I follow get to talking about our dogs or just just some different that builds such a great relationship with your customers. Mm-hmm. Like my loyal customers, I genuinely care about them. I message them directly. Like I want to know what's going on in their lives. Like I reach out and like, I, I think we're friends, I don't yeah. know, <laughs> but I do. And I love them. I really, really, really do. And they're not customers to me. And I love when I get to make a new friend or have a new connection somewhere else in the world uh, that I would never have met before. Um, and those that all happens because I'm sharing my life and my vulnerabilities and my thoughts and feelings and my process and my triumphs and crying and whatever. And I think that's the beauty of a small business is you, the owner, the founder can mm-hmm. interact directly one-on-one mm-hmm. with your customers. And that just, that makes all the difference. That makes it so personal. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Love that. And on this topic of advice, you mentioned you listen to some podcasts. Do you have any specific resources you'd suggest people check out, whether it's a podcast, a book, a blog, uh, just anything specific in terms of resources? Absolutely. 
So the name of the podcast is a social media marketing podcast okay. with Michael Stelzner. It's on. So I listen to Spotify. So I don't know if he's on other channels, but I'm sure he has a ton of followers. I really, really like his. They're you know anywhere from forty to forty minutes to an hour. They're really in depth and he interviews a lot of different experts in their field. And he has like years worth of material, but I honestly would only listen to anything that has come out in the past six months because that's the most relevant, especially because of the pandemic. And he does address things about marketing during a pandemic and how do we shift our focus and how do we still reach people and what do we do that we all lock down? And, you know, he goes into like Pinterest and Instagram, Instagram live, Instagram story, like super, super, super niche information, but it's so helpful. Yeah. I'll have to check that out. That sounds very helpful. And I love that it's in a podcast form. Yeah. I honestly, like the second I listened to it, I changed my entire way about doing whatever I was doing. And instantly I saw success. And oh, wow. Yep. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll have to check that out for sure. Right okay. after this. That's a great suggestion. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. So back to Abby and Harry, yeah. I would love to know, you know, <laughs> where, are you, where are you hoping to take Abby and Harry? What are your major goals for the business? Just what are your, your, your milestones you're hoping to hit in the future? Yeah. So, um, I recently, so I've been furloughed for six Mm -hmm. months now, five and a half, almost six months. And it's been like the best thing. I hate to say it like, but (laughs) it really has been because it's given me the opportunity to focus a hundred percent on this. Mm -hmm. Um, and I do want this to become my full-time job, my full-time position. I work extremely hard every, every day on it, whether it's marketing or creating or networking or whatever, you know, I, I put in the hours for it to be part full time and I just need the sales to reflect that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I do. I really want to really like grow and expand. And I, I do probably plan on keeping it mostly virtual or online. I don't really think having a storefront um, is going to be in the cards just mm-hmm. the way everything's changed. But yeah, I mean, I, I definitely want to launch into wholesale. I foresee doing subscription boxes and like surprise boxes and potentially doing, you know, working with local stores and having my stuff in there too. So those are all ideas I want to play with for 21. I like the subscription box idea. I think that's cool. Yeah. Like, I, different, I Right? Like clay earring subscription box. That's, that's yeah. different. Yeah. And I want to do like tutorial videos too as part of mm-hmm. that. Nice. Yeah. Lots of ways you can expand your business. And you mentioned you would want to pursue this full time. And I'm curious to know, like, what are the major drivers to make you want to pursue that full time? And is it simply because you just love it so much? It's your passion. And just how do you go through making the decision of even just finances? Like, oh, I can do this full time. Just interested what, what your mindset is around that. Yeah. So I've, I've been in retail forever since I was a young, young teenager. And I've always loved selling things. I've always, whenever I'm passionate about something, I, I love to, to sell it, to let somebody else experience it, to, to share it. So this scratches that itch. Mm-hmm. But I've also learned over the past however many years, 13 plus years, that I just don't like working for somebody else. Okay. I really don't. I don't, I, that might sound you know, I don't know how that sounds, but I've taken <laughs> all the Myers-Briggs and the personality tests and 
every single one of them keeps coming back entrepreneur, entrepreneur, entrepreneur. And, you know, I've had dreams as a teenager and early years of college of running my own store, having my own business. I've always wanted to work for myself. I know that I thrive when I push myself harder and seeing that I actually can do this, like the, the success of even somebody liking a post drives me again, keep going and keep going, keep pushing and trying and moving, you know, and even in August, my sales and the efforts that I've been putting in just this month versus say like January or not January, July, I didn't really put a lot of effort into marketing or sales or anything. I was just making stuff. And like, if someone bought it, whatever, I think I made like 40 bucks all of July. Mm-hmm. I am pushing $1,100. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. So like it's doable and I, yeah. I have figured out all my finances and I'm, I'm not at my goal yet. I'm not there to make it sustainable for a full-time position, but it, you know, I, I can see that I can, I can do it. No, I appreciate you sharing that and congratulations on that success Thank for you. this month. That's crazy <laughs> growth. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And it seems that, you know, what I'm hearing from you is this is your passion. You know, this is what makes you happiest. Yeah. And while the logistics of finances and other things are very real and you need to think them through, it's, those are almost like secondary or like fall under the fact that this is your passion. That's what fuels you. And then the logistics will follow. Exactly. And I I had a really great conversation um, with a a high pollutant personal business coach. And she basically said she confirmed everything. And that I wanted to do because I was graduating college and I was like, what am I, I have a marketing degree. I need to work in marketing. Cause I just thought that's what you did. And she's like, no, like you have this passion, this talent, and this is what you want to do. Why aren't you doing it? You know? And she said the same thing that you just kind of surmise that once you have the idea, everything else will fall in line. Mm-hmm. The how will just, you'll figure it out along the way. And every single story is different. Every single business is different. There's a million how-to books of how to launch a business, how to do this, how to do that. But like at the end of the day, you can piecemeal it to be your own and come up with your own tactics that work for you. Just because somebody did it this way, just because I did it this way, doesn't mean that that's going to work for you or for your business. And I like how you mentioned how you'll figure out the how, because I definitely agree once you have the idea and the passion, the other pieces will fall into place. But that takes a lot of work, right? It's not just it let's sit on the couch and oh, watch my God, business no. flourish, right? You you put in the work to the how, but absolutely, you're driven by your passion. So it's not like, oh, I hate this work every day. I can't wait till I'm a millionaire off my business. Then it'll be easy. No, no you're, I, you're so passionate. So you want to do the work. Exactly. I genuinely love every aspect that I'm doing. Like I love creating. I love playing with new things. I love shopping for the material. I love packaging. I love doing the marketing. I love interacting on social media. Like all of these things, I've built my dream job. Mm-hmm. It's very clear you're very passionate about this and it just shows, right? Even in, yeah. in the number of sales yeah. between last month and this month, but also just in your yeah. voice and you sharing your story, you're clearly, this is what you want to do. And yeah. I think that's just, yeah. I love hearing that from someone. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So you, you just listed off, right? A ton of things that go into founding and launching and running a small business. And yeah. I'm sure we're, we're missing quite a few topics as well. But on that, on that same vein, 
how do you balance work, life, other passions, enjoying yourself? Just curious if you have some best practices that you've learned this year of making sure you have that balance and, you know, is it, is it a work-life balance or is it just one life and how you view that and just some of your, your best practices there? Well, I don't like that one life and how you view it. I still don't consider this work. It's, this is just me getting to make money off playing with things all day and being on social media, which is like kind of the dream. <laughs> <laughs> but I, a couple things I have really paid attention to are my, like th- my high traffic times on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So Instagram for business accounts, they did just change their analytics. So you no longer can see what they consider your high, high traffic times, which is a little frustrating, but yeah. Before they took that off, I had started my own because I, I felt like there was a disconnect. I felt like it wasn't completely true to like what my trends were. So I found this little hack. If you go into Instagram, like you're going to do a live video, mm-hmm. you swipe, you're on your Instagram, you swipe right, and then it brings you to your live. It tells you how many users are on at that moment. Oh, wow. So I started tracking that hour by hour, and I was doing this for a few weeks. And then I would find, Compare it to the, um, the amount of people that were on, compare it to the amount of people, the followers I had, and find that percentage. So I typically have anywhere from 5 to 6% of my actual followers engaged online at, that, at any time of the day. That way I knew where my high traffic times were. And mm-hmm. that's what I would really have you focus on posting and posting and videos and this and that. So that it didn't feel like I was just doing it on a whim or I was just doing it whenever. Like that yeah. felt like marketing time. And I... You know, I don't have, I, I, I can't call it a nine to five because that's not when people are active, right? Mm-hmm. So I might do some back end work first thing in the morning when I first get up, you know, eight, nine o'clock. But then users don't really start getting active on Instagram until lunchtime. So then I have the morning to do whatever I need to do. And then you see another upswing toward after work. So 5.30, 6.30, 7.30 at night. So then that whole afternoon I can be making or I can take care of my house or my life. And then again, nine to 10 o'clock is a big time for Instagram because everyone's settling down and kind of just on their phones, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. just like anyone does. You sit and, you know, watch the office and play on your phone. So those are really like my marketing hours. And then I make whenever I'm, I, so I stopped just making all the time because it was okay. getting overwhelming. I was running out of material and it just wasn't feasible. And people weren't buying it because it was, it didn't have a, it wasn't branded. It didn't fit any, anything. So now I make four collections, four releases, and that has really made a huge difference as well. Yeah. I love your Instagram hack. I mean, that's genius. Thank you for sharing that. That's a a really good idea. It has changed the game so much and I don't do it like every single hour, but like Mm -hmm. if I just feel like "Mm, right now it is Saturday at 1137, like I wonder how many people are on right now. If I see yeah. a huge amount of people, like, oh my God, I got to jump and I got to post something right now. Yeah. You know? Wow. That's yep. really smart. <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, because I know it's important to, you know, for me, well, I have my normal quote unquote, like corporate job that's Mm -hmm. nine to five or whatever. So I can only do certain things at certain times anyway. But I knew, you know, a lot of people go on after work, but 
to know the exact numbers. That's so yeah. smart. I love that. Yeah. And to base when you're posting off of that. I knew that was a thing, but oh yeah, didn't take it to that specific details that you did. Yeah. And I always like, and I, and I don't always do that. Like there's times where I'm really excited about a sale. I'm really excited about a product. So I want to just get it out there. Yeah, sure. And then nobody likes it. Like I'll have like yeah. my people on and it's like, oh, nobody's liking it. Well, okay, obviously silly. That's your own fault. You didn't do it in the right time. And then, you know, two hours later when there's 130 people on, I post it and then immediately it blows up. You yeah. know, so you really, you do see it in real time. I am for sure going to experiment with that. That yeah. is such a good tip. That's yeah. a beautiful piece I of advice. Like at this point, I could like have a weekly podcast just yeah, I love I've that. learned for marketing. There you go. There's your next uh, business. Venture. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that on this podcast. Love that. Love that. So my last really big question for you, Alessandra, is in this moment right now at 1139 Eastern on Saturday. What is your, what is your proudest accomplishment? I have so many. <laughs> well, right now, right now, right first now, thing that comes to mind. first thing that comes to mind is my art show that I did in January. Oh, cool. Tell me yeah. about that. So that I had mentioned earlier, I was I just started Abby and Harry. I really didn't know how I felt about my product. I mean, I loved it, but I didn't know how the public thought about it. And I was scouted through Instagram um, by raw artists. Um, which again is an LA based indie artist promoter and they do showcases all over the world. And we had a local one here in Raleigh and I worked so hard for that. It was at the end of January. I was scouted at the very beginning of January for that entire month. I was just making like crazy. I branded it. it I have changed. I've rebranded since then, but I created a brand and identity. I created business cards and coupons and I set my booth up perfectly and I put in every single detail. I put in so much work into that. And I told myself I was going to make $500. Like I had no idea if that was ridiculous or not. Mm -hmm. I, that was a number that I kept, kept coming to me and I made more than that. Wow. And I think I was the top grossing artist there that night. Wow. Wow. And, yep. And it was so, like, I had friends and family come. I made so many new connections. I still have people from that night who shop with me now That's and cool. recommend me to their friends. It was just so validating that like, this is the direction that I need to be going in. Yeah. Congratulations on that. That's Thank definitely you. an amazing accomplishment and congratulations on all the success you've seen with Abby and Harry so far well, and for sharing your advice and, and tips and tricks on this podcast. I, I really appreciate it. Anytime. Me personally. So thank you for also sharing your passion. It's just, again, so clear in, in your voice and when you share your story. Um, and it was lovely chatting with you today, Alessandra. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It was so much fun. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. And before we sign off, where can people find you and Abby and Harry on social media, your website, etc.? Sure. So um, my website is abbyandharry.com. It's A-B-B-I-E and harry.com. Social media handles, it's the same, Abby and Harry at Insta like on Instagram, Facebook. I'm on TikTok. I'm nice. on Twitter. But yeah, Instagram is really like where you're going to find me. Um, mm -hmm. I do also have a Facebook group. It's the Abby and Harry community. And it's for um, women to really get together and just share 
share their lives, their stories, anything that really drives them. And I love that group. We're international and we've got some really, really fun members on there that participate a lot. So please join that if you are interested as well. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing. And I hope everyone checks out Abby and Harry. And thank you again, Alessandra. I greatly enjoyed our chat here today. Oh, absolutely. Thank you for having me, Alexa. It's so much fun. 